across the street, Esther swore under her breath. But there was perhaps still hope. The pig was trotting, not galloping. That meant it wasn't frightened. Clearly, it hadn't seen her. Gritting her teeth, Esther took off across the street in pursuit. The small forest was carpeted with dead leaves and household trash, piles of moldering clothes and filthy and broken bits of furniture and plastic. It was as if the garbage had leaked out of the house it surrounded like putrescence oozing from a dead thing. In addition, the woods were choked with vines and fallen branches, making it difficult to navigate. Still, it wasn't hard to guess where the pig was headed. Esther could hear the steady sounds of its progress in the distance, twigs snapping, leaves swishing. Feeling reckless, she put on speed, and it was a pleasure to move swiftly, to hurdle dead trees and push past branches that whipped her face. Then she stopped short. To her surprise, she found she was much closer to the animal than she had thought. It was no more than a few body lengths in front of her, partly hidden by a mound of leaves. It had its head down and appeared to be rooting, too immersed in whatever it had found to notice her, to even look up. Inwardly rejoicing, Esther forced herself to slow down as she approached the leaf pile from behind a tree. To lose this advantage due to overeagerness would be terrible indeed. Barely daring to breathe, she drew even closer. The pig had still not moved away. She was almost upon it. Esther took an arrow from her quiver and fit it to the bow. Then in one swift movement, she raised the weapon to her shoulder as she pulled the bowstring back past her cheek and stepped around the tree, aiming downward. The pig did not see her. Its head was turned away, butting something with its snout as it made a soft sound that was half grunt, half chuckle. Beneath it, nuzzling its underbelly, was a smaller version of itself, faint stripes visible on its still soft fur. The pig was a female, a mother nursing her child. And even as Esther took aim at the animal's heart, so close she swore she could see it beating beneath the shaggy pelt, she was shocked to find herself trembling, her aim wavering. She hesitated, confused. Then she steeled herself, trying to shake off the feeling. But it was no good. Esther had no false sentimentality about the wild animals that roamed the streets of Prynne, and she needed no reminder of the urgency of her situation. Until recently, it had been disease that everyone feared. The illness carried in water was both invisible and inevitable. It meant no one lived past the age of 19. But in the past few weeks, it was hunger that threatened to kill them all, and it would strike regardless of age. Even now, Esther knew that her loved ones awaited her at home, starving a slow yet certain death, as was she, as was everyone else in the town of Prynne. Yet for reasons she could not explain, Esther felt her grip on her weapon weaken. Then she lowered the bow. Trembling, Esther stepped behind the tree out of sight. She was about to stumble away when she sensed someone watching her. Several yards away, a figure stepped into a shaft of sunlight. Androgynous and small of stature, the person had sun-darkened skin and a bald head that were covered with an ornate pattern of scars and primitive tattoos that acted as a kind of camouflage. The bulging lavender eyes placed far apart crinkled as the creature smiled, 
revealing a mouthful of tiny teeth. It was Scar. Esther was about to exclaim, surprised as she was to encounter her oldest friend, whom she had not seen in many weeks. But the other one silenced her with a finger to the lips, first gesturing toward the nursing sow, then indicating that they should leave the woods. Esther understood and fell into step behind her. As they walked, Esther's joy at seeing Scar was tempered by the shame she felt, knowing that her friend had most likely witnessed her inexplicable cowardice. The variants, after all, were skilled trackers and hunters, and while Scar was never cruel, she would surely tease her friend about her odd behavior. Esther tried to explain her jumbled feelings once they had made their way to the street, but the other girl cut her off. You were wise to leave that one alone, Scar said. Her voice was unusually somber. There is nothing.